This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning, see is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. And of course, a DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. And this is a numbers game live from Bar Canada at the D. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, man. Are you okay? Everything okay audio wise? Were you just caught off guard by the uh, picture of Dustin that was up in the previous group? Big picture of Dustin was pretty startling. <laughs> Uh, but it was also from the silence to pounding decibel level in my ear. That was the, <laughs> oh, yeah. other, that was the other part. Um, all right. We got Drew Ditsick on the show today. Talk NFL and NBA while you were asleep. Big NBA trade. We got to talk about that with Kelly here momentarily as well. Uh, we'll talk baseball World Series still going on. Yes, this just in. Uh, Rangers take a two to one lead last night. We'll talk to Mark Borch and Paul Spore. There's not... And there's not a ton to talk about left in the World Series. So we'll talk also about their thoughts on next season in Major League Baseball. This was the segment where last year, when I asked Paul Spore, give me, give me some of your teams that are going to be under the radar for next year. He said, you ready? Texas Rangers, Arizona Diamondbacks. It's true. It's true. He said it. Uh, we'll also talk to Pete Futak on college football as well. Let's start with all three things that happened last night uh, during the sports equinox. Three big deals uh, going on. Major League Baseball, World Series Game 3, obviously the Monday Night Football game and the trade in the NBA. First baseball. We owe the folks an apology, uh, Kelly. Let's just start there. We didn't hit our leg of the parlay. We were assigned baseball. Let's just say that. Were, we the, were we the only leg? No. Did we other, let everybody no, down? No, we didn't let everybody down. There was another There was another loss in there as well. So hockey? We I think that was the only one. Hockey was the other loss, hockey. yeah. Um, we were assigned baseball, so it's not like we... I don't want to say I'm glad that one didn't get there, but it makes me feel better. Makes you feel less bad. <laughs> right. We would have felt bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had the Diamondbacks in five. Well, that didn't happen. Not only did the Rangers win in five, they won the ball game three to one. They take a two to one lead in the best of seven World Series as the Rangers continue just unblemished on the road. The only thing you need to know about this game, a couple sequences last night, bottom of the second, the uh, Diamondbacks let off with a uh, Tommy F- with a uh, with a Christian Walker double to the deepest corner of the park and then Tommy Pham singled it and it looked like oh well this is a big this could be a big inning for the Diamondbacks Walker ran through the stop sign at third easily got thrown out uh, at home by Adalas Garcia who by the way led the AL and outfield assist this season with 23 and then the Rangers turned right around the top of the third Semyon with a two out RBI single that knocked in Nathaniel Lowe 
who, by the way, Brandon Fott was getting squeezed on a couple Nathaniel Lowe at bats yesterday. It was one to nothing Texas. Then Corey Seager did it again. Two run Jimmy Jack. And it was three to nothing, Texas. Arizona did get one run on the board in the bottom of the eighth when Perdomo knocked in Emmanuel Rivera, but uh, who had doubled off Chapman to lead off the uh, inning. But Corbin Carroll strikeout, Marte double play, and the Rangers were out of the only significant jam they needed to get out of. Tonight is game four, and it's Andrew Heaney and Joe Mantiply. Let's go. Yeah, this is about as unbettable as it gets. <laughs> Because it's a bullpen game. It's going to be quick leashes on everybody. And just good luck to you. We'll, we'll see what Borchard and, and Spore have to say about this game, what they have to say about the rest of the series. But this is it's an interesting little pocket of sports betting right now where it's like NFL is going great on the weekends. Um, we'll get to NFL awards later. Like NFL awards have never been murkier. I don't know what bets necessarily to make. It's the World Series is in a tough spot where you don't really know if you want to make bets on this. Uh, but sometimes the best bets are the, are the bets not made. That's our biggest advantage as a sports better is to really have the discretion of what we bet and what we don't, whereas the sports book has to post everything. So game four tonight, Heaney against Mantiply uh, in Major League Baseball. What are you saying? More of a uh, coin flippy kind of... Uh, kind of number on this checking to see the uh, consensus on game number yeah, four it's pretty much coin flip pretty much a coin flip on arizona this. slight favored Ooh, both total, plays, right? total coin flip here on halloween night all right then the football game last night uh this is the beauty of guessing lines kelly can i just uh, say that in advance besides one week this year thus far and we've gotten through what eight of them now this has been the best exercise possible. And you and I were all over Detroit last week. And yes, in the end, Detroit only wins this football game by 12 points, 26 to 14. Somehow it was a sweat. But good Lord, it should not have been. Yeah. Uh, 486 to 157 in total yards. What do you think about that? It should have been way easier. Yeah. If you heard some dude flipping out at the sportsbook bar in the Venetian last night. That was you. It was me when uh, that pick six was thrown jeez yeah the marcus peters pick six uh 75 yards the house kept it close uh lions were minus two in turnovers that being the big one it was 39 minutes 33 seconds to 20 minutes 27 seconds advantage in time of possession for the lions and ultimately it came down to jimmy g missing a couple big passes to Devonte. Devonte dropped one himself on a, on a third down but the big one was second and ten at their own 40, down 26 to 14 with 429 left in this game. Remember, a touchdown, and it ends there. The Raiders would take the money against the number, but Jimmy G just misses a wide open Devontae Adams instead of turnover on downs. And that was really the ball game at that point. Lines never gave the ball back. So it gets there. It wasn't easy. It should have been easy. And the Lions go on their bye, 6-2. and two. What a great half season for them. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome to see Jameer Gibbs get, uh, not only get involved, right? I mean, that was kind of the problem at the beginning of the season was barely being involved. But huge game out of him when they needed to have it. Um, and I think he's going to be an exciting player watching going forward here. But, uh, yeah, Domination Gill, that was – we didn't get that line from the beginning. It was great. After after a couple weeks in a row of, of potential big NFL betting weeks, it was finally one that hit this week. It was, uh, it was a good one to get home last night, that's for sure. What did you end up in the contest? Uh, 4-0-1. Me too. Yeah. 4-0-1. Good week. Back above 60%. So Are talk you? About it. You're oh, up yeah. about 60? Yeah. Back oh, above. good for you. <laughs> I'm still just a tick below it, so I can't talk about it. Yeah, I think I was 59% last week, so I've got to be over it now. <laughs> Dude, you like, so wait, hold on. So you're over 60%. Like, so we're about to be halfway through after yep. this week. Are you actually, you think you can cash in this? 
Forget winning it. You think you can be in the money? I mean, that's the goal, man. Come on, man. That's the goal. That's the goal. Let's go. I'm still just trying to take it one quarter at a time. <laughs> this, this is, this is, that's what this contest is all about to me. This is the season long to get that. You have to run so pure and be so lucky. Do I think you can get there in a quarter? Yeah, I think I can get there in a quarter. It's not going to be this quarter, though. Dude, I think you can get there for full, just cash for the full year. Let's go, man. Let's, Let's go. do it. All right. Um, that happens, crew. McDonald's on me. <laughs> McDonald's for the crew this morning. Uh, okay, so last thing on this, once again, I just want to say about guessing lines on Monday. Whoever, whoever doesn't think that's the best exercise of the week, I don't know what to tell them. It's been so great this year, just going through each of these games and trying to discern value. Works out again with the Lions. Again, if you missed it yesterday, the Bengals are the game that I love the most from yesterday's uh, guessing lines exercise. Bengals hosting the Bills. The other thing that happened late last night after the baseball game, after the football game, were running concurrently. And most folks in this country were asleep. By the way, it's the NFL trade deadline today, so we're expecting, oh, are there going to be any big NFL trades? Uh, Leonard Williams, by the way, goes to the Seahawks from the Giants. We have the Keith Byard move from the uh, Titans to the Eagles. Those are the big moves, though, so, so far. But the trade deadline is today, so we'll see if anything happens in the NFL. But it was the NBA that uh, made the noise last night. James Harden finally gets traded. Oh, cue the breathless JVT Kelly Bidlin uh, stretch of the season. <laughs> you just pour <laughs> all go. your bank account to the Clippers. Is that what you guys did last night? No. Uh, me? No. Uh, no, 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 no. I can't speak for JVT. No, this had absolutely no. I did make a bet out of this. I oh, I want to hear this. Bet so Clippers get James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and uh, Philippe Petrusev. 76ers get Nicholas Batum. Robert Covington goes back to the Sixers. Yep. That was my favorite version of the Sixers when Covington played there. Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, uh, 2026 uh, Clippers first round pick goes to the Sixers, as does a 2028 first round pick, two second round picks as well, and a 2029 pick swap. So I have a few questions. One, what you got? One, the third one being what's your bet. But the first one is do you think if I gave Kawhi Leonard and playoff Paul right now, Paul George, if I gave them a truth serum right now, do you think inside their heads they're like, oh, God, why did this is not going to be, this is not going to work out? Um, no, because I would think they would have input, input on a trade like this. I'm sure they would, too. I was saying yeah. truth serum in their heads, though. <laughs> not, the, not what I comes mean, out of their mouth. I mean, look, does it have to be in back of everybody's mind there? Of course, <laughs> yes, it has to be in the back of everybody's mind. What did this do for you? What did, what did you bet? It is, well, I mean, look, on the surface, it's, it's the Clippers are off to a really hot start. This is a great addition to a team that, that you know, if, if we live in this magical world where everybody's healthy and everybody gets along on NBA basketball courts, this should be one of the top teams to beat in the Western Conference. We don't live in that But we don't world. live in that world, so I'm not <laughs> rushing to get uh, to bet this team. But what did you bet? I ended up betting, I, this is a little bit of a speculative bet, but I did put a bet in on Russell Westbrook for six man of the year. Okay. Uh, I, you know, he started when he went over to the Clippers last year. You'll remember he did come off the bench for the Lakers. I, I, ha I don't really... There's different starting lineups that are kind of floating around Twitter right now. I can't really see a way where Russell Westbrook isn't coming off the bench. It makes way, way more sense to me. And you go back, and we, we were discussing that a lot of last year with Russ in that race when he was still on the Lakers. You get a guy that starts averaging near a triple-double when you extrapolate minutes from off the bench. 
I think that's a really good bet. So it's 60 to 1 at DraftKings right now. There, It is way shorter most other places. I got a 35. I think if you're looking at anything in the 30s range, it's worth it's worth taking a small piece of at least right now. Clippers 12 to 1 to win the NBA title. Celtics, Bucks, Nuggets, and Suns. The only teams that are shorter shot than them at DraftKings. Warriors also 12 to 1. Lakers right behind them at 13 to 1. Sixers are at 18 to 1. Sixers saying they're going to go and try to get themselves a guard. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for that. I mean, this is the the miss by the Sixers here is he didn't get Terrence Mann. They really wanted Terrence Mann as a part of this trade, but they really were negotiating with nobody but themselves with the Clippers. That that was it. Um, and after the plane incident, I think it hurt their leverage even more on what they could get, so they had to settle for this trade. What they do get, though, Gil, like you're saying, is a lot of pieces that they can turn around and, and trade away to add, add a, a quality piece to this team at some point, whether it's soon or whether it's some, right before the trade deadline. Plane incident being where they uh, turn James Harden away from the team right. plane. Yeah. Uh, does James Harden recognize that Terrence Mann was why he wasn't traded sooner? <laughs> and if he does or does not realize that, can he can he subject himself to being a complimentary piece? Can he fit in? Does he have that in his ego? I think so. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll come back. Drew Dinsick on the other side. His thoughts next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to to Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Right. We got to take a break and talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're also, uh, we're always rather debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches, they're already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. I'll spell it for you. That's Z Y N. Dot com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game live from Bar Canada at the D. Drew Dinsick, kind enough to uh, join us for another segment. Remember his two podcasts, the NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast, and of course, Dinsick Classic, which he does with Andy Molitor, the Deep Dive podcast, which, by the way, should be on everybody's uh, podcast list if you are a sports better. And what was it, Kelly, your last week you were saying that uh, you think Drew's getting a little feistier on that well, show? There, there, there's a, yeah, actually, I have a follow-up for that this oh. week. Because last week, Patrick Mahomes finally got to the short shot, but I, I had... F- I could sense the vibe growing from Drew over the yeah. weeks leading up to it that Mahomes should be priced as the short shot. Now he's kind of back in that second range. So, Drew, still value on Patrick Mahomes right now? If only we had Drew to react. <sighs> What's funny to me is that the market is telling you Patrick Mahomes is likely to beat the favorite head to head this week. And yet, he is not the favorite in the MVP <laughs> market. So, uh, yeah, riddle me that one. Riddle me this. <laughs> this is dream. This, you, this is this is what you get. Uh, let me see. I, let me see if I can get a, a little bit of a concession from him. Do would you agree? I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but just if you're thinking yeah, back sure. to the weeks prior to week nine in previous seasons, does this yeah. strike you as the most up in the air MVP vote, or you know, oh, or market boy. market that oh. there ever has been at this point? I guess. I guess yes, in the sense that there are realistically five or six players that could still win it this late in the season is pretty pretty surprising. Um, but I think that the handicap for the MVP right now is like wildly straightforward. Let's if you can it. figure out if you figure the, you want to know how you price this market, figure out the true odds of every one of these teams in the AFC to get the one seed because the AFC one seed winner will get the MVP in my opinion. I think Jalen Hurts is not realistically as strong a candidate as the market thinks right now. Um, yes, they have the best record right now, but his performance hasn't been anywhere close to the rest of these guys. Uh, and he's hurt. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I really, really think uh, the Eagles are going to go through some lumps here in the month of November um, and he's going to fall out of the mix. And, you know, Miami, KC, Jacksonville, uh, Baltimore, um, even Buffalo and Cincinnati, they're all potentially uh, your one seed in the AFC. And I think you can probably dink uh, Trevor Lawrence a little bit. You can dink Tua a little bit, but any of those other guys gets the one seed. And I think that you can basically write it in pen that that, that player is going to get the MVP. Wow, that is not to not to buttress what Kelly was saying. You are supremely confident in that. So uh, just give me a scenario here. So if the, if the Dolphins win the AFC East, but do yep. not get the number one seed, and Tua's stats are that much gaudier than everybody else's, he's not winning the MVP. I don't think they're going to be that much gaudier. I mean, he hasn't. Uh, he let's, considering let's, what. Let's go with the scenario, Drew, for, for giggles. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think, I, yeah, if if there's uh, basically there's no, I don't think anyone's created enough space statistically right now to get it over whoever does get the number one seed. 
um, team wins are super important in this, uh, in this award. And, um, and when team wins is kind of a tie between a couple of teams that are at the top, like in years past, like the chiefs and the Packers were both one seeds and well, they, they then defaulted to stuff like interceptions and well, you know, Aaron Rodgers was, you know, throwing few interceptions. So he's the guy this year over Mahomes and, or, you know, total EPA and well, all this guy's got a better total EPA this year. So he, he's, he, you know, he deserves the tie break, but that's usually when there's like, you know, two pretty clear one seeds in each conference. And this year, I don't think that's going to shake shape up that way. I think all the elite quarterbacks that you kind of see in the mix are AFC teams. I think whichever one of these teams rises to the top is going to be the pick. And the other reason I say this is because these teams all play each other, like between now and like Christmas, there's a round robin of almost every one of these team elite teams in the AFC playing each other, except for the Baltimore, by the way, Baltimore somehow has like a get kind of skirts. It doesn't have to play some of the elites. Um, but the rest of these teams all have to kind of go head to head and you're going to have these super high profile games like Sunday morning with Tua and Patrick Mahomes. And you know, if, if, Mahomes beats two ahead to head in that spot, then, you know, that's going to be a tiebreaker, mental tiebreaker for a lot of the voters when it comes down to it. And if the chiefs are the one seed and the dolphins are the two seed, but Tua has higher EPA per play than Mahomes over the balance of the season and fewer interceptions, people are still going to be like, yeah, but he lost when they played. I think, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to end up being the most scattered vote ever. And because if I, let's just say we, and so I'm not disagreeing with you, really, I don't think. But if we if we get away from betting market and odds for one second and we just step back and in our heads, we say to ourselves, OK, who is truly the most valuable player in this league? I think we would say Patrick Mahomes at the top, right? He always is. Yes. Could win it every year. Um, yes. Some might very strongly argue well look joe burrow they're not good when he's hurt they're all of a sudden great when he's good when he's when he's healthy um i you know someone like me might say hey look tyree kill he's got uh you know 44 <laughs> percent of two his touchdowns and 41 sure. percent of his yards right but you can you could say that the truth is you could say that for all these guys right if the ravens lost lamar jackson if the sure. jaguars lost Tre- lost trevor lawrence like i mean you can make that case for everybody so even that doesn't really get you to where you want to go that's all true and i i can so that kind of to me defaults to mahomes right like maybe so if if he's clearly you know if he he, i i I think you pull everyone with a pulse they are all saying exactly what you said which is mahomes is the best player in football he's the most important player in football and he's elevating a team of pretty lackluster wide receiver weapons best tight end but you know otherwise just uh, not impressive offense to uh consideration for the one seed that in of itself is is pretty darn impressive and i think think um for someone to take the th- you know to take the throne from him particularly you're coming off of a championship run last year i think it's going to be tough and uh if there's not a clear case b- backstopped by a team taking the one seed finally knocking the chiefs out of the one seed right like this is you know you kind of like historical arc you got to kind of remember like the super bowl has gone through Kansas City for what four or five years? How many years in a row has the AFC Championship game been played in Kansas City? I know the Tennessee Titans had the one seed that one year, but uh, they ended up losing in round two, and it still goes through KC. So you know, if somebody comes and knocks the uh, the Chiefs out of that spot, then all of a sudden you know you got a realistic uh, case now on your hands that if you're the quarterback of that team, you deserve the MVP. That is five years in a row. But not all in Kansas City or all in Kansas City? All in Kansas City. All in Kansas City. Wow. 
Um, okay, so real quick now, because we only have a few minutes. What have you bet thus far in week number nine? Ooh, I got a little bit of everything this week. Uh, I could not stay away from all of the high profile games. <clears throat> Uh, so I've got, I got a little bit of everything in all the games that matter. Uh, I took the chiefs minus two. Uh, I took the Ravens minus five and a half. I bet the Cowboys plus three. I bet the Bengals minus two and a half. And yeah. I took the saints early this week. I know that's not a high profile game, but, uh, uh, I have the saints power rated almost equally to the chargers. So I couldn't really square why that number was on the other side of seven against the bears. You're with us on the Bengals. I like that right off the top. Uh, is there one that stands above the fray of all of those? Or are you just like them sort of all equal? Cowboys, I think. And it's mostly just the idea that Hurts is not 100%. Um, you look at the game plan last week and, you know, the fact that they were basically taking a lot of the playbook away in terms of his rushing ability. And that, I think, is a problem against a Cowboys team where you're going to need that dual threat. And, and uh, he obviously, to me, does not look right. Uh, you know, you know, something going on with the knee injury. And we know he's still had and complaining about the lingering issues with the shoulder so um he may be fine he may be electric in this game but uh if you're going to give me uh two teams that i power rate almost dead even uh and you're going to give me three points and you're going to tell me that i have the healthier quarterback then i'm all all for that and i think uh the eagles defense is definitely has more clear weaknesses than the cowboys defense does i think both can be beaten with certain scheme and certain decision making but um the eagles to me look like a little bit uh, softer defense and i think cowboys offensive line getting healthy is going to be a huge factor because if you can kind of just keep the Eagles, um, you know, pass rush at bay and give Dak Prescott time here, he's going to be able to continue to uh, perform at a very high level and uh, score and Cowboys amazing playing from ahead. So a positive game state here, I think really helps the Cowboys as well. So if I can only have one, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with the boys. Okay. Uh, last two questions. One, Steve Fezzik um, has said to me that he, for him, this is the year of parody in the NFL. We think of that in college football but he says in the nfl as well that he doesn't have one nfl team to be more than six points better than the average team this year do your numbers sort of reflect that as well if not exactly no i have i have a couple of teams that are in that that range um i get what the, the underlying point i agree with um the kind of standard deviation so basically, like if you take the entire population of the NFL and you calculate well, how how far away is one standard deviation from the average so far this year, it's narrower than it's been in about five or six years. You're two above, uh, and that's yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. two above but the I, fray. Are, are which teams? Uh, I think the uh, Chiefs still deserve at least six points against uh, an average team on a neutral. Um, and uh, let's see who else I got up there. Uh, and I mean, I, a number of teams, number of teams right there. But uh, right. give me uh, thank yeah, you, Drew. Dallas is number two. Thank right you, now. Drew. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is your skill, Alexander. Uh, first of all, a couple things from last segment. One, uh, apologies that the uh, commercial... Lifetime undefeated, knocked out Drew Densick. <laughs> it's my bad. It's all my bad. Uh, but he said that the two teams that he does have above the fray, more than six points better than average in the National Football League, Kansas City and Dallas was the other team. Uh, Fezzik chimes in that he has Kansas City rated as his highest, six points exactly better than uh, than the average team. He's got Philly at six also, and then Dallas and Miami, both five above. Interesting. Okay. Our power rankings coming up yep. later. These yep. should be interesting. Um, looking forward to that. Let's talk. But and, and you made a great point off air. That uh, slash what, Gil, make what, a lot of great points. Uh, <laughs> this one was better than most. <laughs> slash uh, the hat that uh, Drew was just wearing. He was. It was so perfect for him. That by segment two, I'm not sure I even noticed it I anymore. I just texted him I'd be wearing it once a week if I were him. It, it just it works really well. I think that is a, that is a great hit the town with that hat on uh, sore tonight. Initially, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Within 90 seconds, I'm like, it's a great look for you, man. It's amazing. <laughs> it's hard to pull off a top hat these days, you know? <laughs> it is. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it gets a monocle and it goes a different direction a little later. Uh, Paul Sporer joins us to talk some baseball. Baseball break with Paul Sporer uh, from Fangraph Sleeper in the Bus Podcast. Podcast, and you can follow him on Twitter at Spore S P O R E R. How you doing, Paulie? I'm well, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. Last year, this time, you came on, and you're like, I was like, Hey, what teams under the radar uh, do you think uh, folks should look at? And you said, uh, Baby Snakes, Diamondbacks, Rangers. Those were uh, two of the teams you mentioned. Let me just say this. Let's start this before we get to next year. Any way you can possibly play this game tonight, it's uh, it's the old bullpen game. And it's um, Heaney and Mantiply to start game four of the World Series, which is a coin flip on the line. Yeah, I mean, double double bullpen game. I think maybe I'm looking at the over uh, and just hoping for a bunch of runs. I, I, I'm not 
going crazy here. I'm, I'm lowering my units and, uh, I'm not getting, I'm not getting out of pocket with this game. Probably want to sit back and enjoy it. You just never know. There's just so many pitchers coming in. And I know Smoltz has beaten this point into the ground to the point where it's almost parody when he talks about, um, bullpen games where, Oh, it means you're going to need five guys to be at their best. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a yeah. little overstated. Yeah. Um, they don't have to be at their best, but I, I get what he's saying. Like it, it is a bit different where, you know, you're not having one guy eat up two thirds of the game. Um, but yeah, with these two bullpens, they've been hit or miss. Obviously Texas has been their Achilles heel. I think we could see a ton of runs, but that's probably the only Avenue that I'm looking at tonight. Other than that, probably just sitting back and enjoying it. Smolsey's getting a little, just anecdotal, but it's a little more, uh, negative reaction this year i feel like in the same way that tim mccarver towards the end did i love oh my goodness i love but i love when both of those guys like over explain baseball i'm watching baseball over explain away you know i'm kind of i in just that wish mode. i just wish smoltz didn't seem to have a disdain for baseball he, he's kind of fallen <laughs> into that old school trap of like back in my day and it's like okay well it's a different game now man yeah. like yeah. It's fine. And he's smart enough to know the ins and outs of it. I think he just chooses to be old and crotchety sometimes. And I think that bothers me more than if he was just out of touch, which is the way I felt like Joe Morgan and even the aforementioned Tim McCarver were. Oh, I felt yeah. like they were just a, a bit boomery. I think Smoltz is kind of like purposefully boomery. And I, I don't love that because I think he is a pretty smart dude. Oh, see, Morgan was the one I couldn't take because I thought he was just a never. He was just a mean man who just <laughs> he wanted to tell everybody how much smarter he was than everybody. By the way, the worst part of that was when you referred to uh, back in my day. We're talking about the 90s. Oh, my God. I know. I yeah. know. It's crazy. I mean, all these juniors that are in the league now and I watch their dad's whole career. I'm like, geez, I am so unbelievably old. OK, uh, how about the Diamondbacks down two games to one? How about plus two? 37 on the adjusted series price. Adalis Garcia leaves the game yesterday mm -hmm. uh, with a back issue. Uh, so funny, Bob Nightingale's tweeting. He's like, he left in street clothes. Like, what did you think he was going to leave in his uniform? In his uniform? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, plus 250, we're even showing at DraftKings. Would you take a flyer on this? Obviously, Max Scherzer had to leave the ball game uh, yesterday, which, you know, he's not leaving unless it's serious, and he did. Mm -hmm. So they may not, the Rangers may not have him available if it gets to seven games. What do you think? Flyer? Flyer on the D-backs? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, th I think this, I think they're still very much live here. Um, I'd feel probably the same way if it was two one Arizona and looking at Texas, like the underdog here is going to be appealing to me. I'm going to take those numbers and you know, I love my baby snakes. So yeah, plus two fifty. I think they're still fully alive here. They shouldn't feel worried about anything necessarily. Uh, they've played some really good games even yesterday, like fought going out after giving up three was getting a standing O because they yeah. realized he pitched pretty darn well outside of a little area. And then John Gray just really, really, really stepped up and kind of shut them down when they had some opportunity to maybe uh, get some runs in the middle innings there. So yeah, they should be hanging their head high. I'm still in on the, on the D backs. If you're, uh, if you're chasing there, I got no problem taking the, taking the adjusted number. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought fought got squeezed on those two low at bats yesterday. Um, yep. And that really went a long way towards the, uh, the final outcome. Little moments like that matter. Um, okay. What about next year? The annual questions at this time of year, and I get it, we're not done with the World Series, but it's never too early to ask. We don't have season win totals. We don't have futures. Well, we do have futures in some spots, uh, but it's the usual, uh, the usual suspects that you would always anticipate as short shots. Who, are, who to you, before we even see any season win totals numbers, 
are the clubs that are going to be undervalued uh, or just clubs that you feel are sort of under the radar heading into next season? And also the converse of that, which do you think are the teams that are going to be overvalued? I think a couple of clubs that have a chance to be undervalued are some uh, pitching factories that we saw this year just kind of fall short with Cleveland and Miami. Now, unfortunately, they're both kind of penny pinching ball clubs, so I don't know if they're going to go out and address their hitting. But, you know, a, a move or two, even if it's via trade as opposed to free agency, to kind of bolster their offense with the pitching that both have in excess, too, so they can go out and make the classic pitching for hitting type trade. I think both of them could be a bit undervalued, the Guardians and the Marlins. Obviously, the Marlins have an uphill battle in that division. You know, they made the playoffs this year with a negative run differential. But I do think that they are putting some things together. I, again, I love the depth of their pitching. They still have another Jazz Chisholm, Zach Gallon type deal in their arsenal. If they want to do it, find a team, match up and, and get a big hitter to come in. Cleveland, again, I think they're less inclined to do that because they seem to be content kind of living in the middle, unfortunately. But they do have an excess of pitching and they, too, could go out and acquire a big batter to uh, with some of that pitching surplus and make themselves competitors. And they're of course in an easier division in the central there for Cleveland. And then as far as like one of the teams that could be on the rise that I'm very intrigued by is Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they went 76 and 86 this year, nothing special, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, innocuous rant, you know, uh, run of the mill, bad season. It wasn't, you know, horribly bad 59 and 103 Colorado style or 51 12 like Oakland. I think Pittsburgh is making some moves. They had some pieces move forward this year, prospects advance. I think they could be a team that kind of flirts with 500 next year, and I'm not sure that they're going to be valued really anywhere near that. What about the other way? What about, what's a team that you think, okay, good year, but I can see this sort of falling apart now? I. I hate to give this one, but I have to be honest. And I, I think it's Cincinnati. Um, you know, they were such a fun team in the summer there when they got really hot. I think they have a chance to be a little bit overvalued because I think people will play it. I, I think it's almost a sucker's play perhaps because I'm still not sure they have enough pitching. I love some of the development that we saw out of Brandon Williamson during the year. And even Graham Ashcraft kind of turned things around in the second half. Prospect Andrew Abbott stepped up. Notice I haven't named either the two big guys, Green or Lodolo. They weren't really there this year. I don't know if they can be relied upon next year, though, either. Their health has always been a concern. They're home run pitchers in a home run park. I still worry about that pitching. This is one I'd love to be wrong on, but I just the way I'm looking at it, the way I'm assuming it's going to be priced, I think I think since he could be a little bit of a trap play after this year. Is this where the Orioles dynasty begins? I certainly believe that they've opened a window. Yeah. And I, I think that they're going to be priced as such. I don't really see any sort of value on them. I'm not that concerned that they got knocked out this year. They, maybe they take that traditional, you know, you get in the first year, you get punched in the mouth, you get in next year, maybe make it a couple steps and then lose. And then maybe that third or fourth year, they get it all the way. You know, sometimes teams take that stair step approach. Other times they're the diamondbacks and they just get their best player, uh, rookie Corbin Carroll and I instantly go to the world series. So it's not the same script for everybody. Body, but I have no concerns about the Orioles. They're a team, by the way, that could work with Cleveland or Miami for that hitting for pitching deal that I was talking about because they could use some more pitching and they've got hitting coming out of their ears in Baltimore. Out of their ears. This it, It's going to be the, you know, the same story with baseball next year as it was this year. It's going to be a, you know, a 162 game marathon and we're in the middle of it. Maybe we'll say, oh my God, the Atlanta Braves, they are so, so good that this team is beyond what anybody can, can puncture in the postseason and then we get to the postseason and it happens again, right? So. Sure. 
Short series, baby. Short what happened. Short series. You love it, though, don't you? You're all about it. It's great. Why not? I mean, we had the regular season to do what it does. The playoffs are not going to mirror the regular season. It's it's for chaos. Yeah, we're, we, we disagree on that. But, you know, <laughs> I still love you. Thank you, Paul. Love Appreciate it, it. Take care. Paul Spore, everybody. At Spore. S-P-O-R-E-R. NFL Power Rankings next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 